Fighting for the Faith is listener-supported. That means we truly depend on you in order to bring this resource to you. If you don't already support us financially, you could do so. Visit our website, fightingforthefaith.com. You'll see our three friendly yellow buttons there. One says donate. The other says join our crew. The other says become a patron. Click on one of them and fill that out. If you'd like to support us the traditional way, you can make your gift payable to Fighting for the Faith and send it to Post Office Box 13344, Grand Forks, North Dakota, zip code 58208. And let me thank you for your support. We truly cannot do what we are doing here without it. It's time for another edition of Fighting for the Faith. Thursday, May 30th, 2019. We're going to learn all about spiritual warfare today. Kind of. <laughs> I guess we'll start with how it's not done. Best way I can put it. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Rosebro. I am your servant in Jesus Christ, and this is the program that dishes up a daily dose of biblical discernment, the goal of which, help you to think biblically, help you to think critically, and help you to slow down, stop, open up your Bible, and compare. Compare what people are saying in the name of God to the Word of God. No shortage of crazy things being said out there. And we take the time to open up God's Word to compare and contrast what the most popular pastors, preachers, teachers, conference speakers, self-proclaimed prophets, prophetesses, self-appointed apostles and apostolettes, and those generally put forward by the evangelical industrial complex as those whom we need to be listening to, whose books apparently we need to be buying, and whose small group curricula we should be studying instead of the Word of God. Yeah, weird how that works. Over and again, we demonstrate that the steady diet of doctrine, that's teaching that's put forward for consumption by the average evangelical, far from biblical, far from what God's Word says. There's a whole lot of scratching ears going on out there. But worse than that, there's just a whole lot of really delusional and on its face ridiculously dumb things that are being proclaimed by these people. And and unfortunately, Christians and you know, people who call themselves charismatics slurp this stuff up. So for today's episode of Fighting for the Faith, we're, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm enjoying the flexibility of the new format. It allows me to do some bigger teaching and, uh, you know, cover some topics with a little bit more depth. Although <laughs> finding some depth for this topic and this subject was uh, a, just a little bit of a challenge. I, I had to make some editorial decisions as far as weaving in some sound biblical teaching into the midst of this. And uh, you know, the best way I can put it is uh, the one segment that we're going to be doing today, which will take up the whole program, is uh, in regards to a warning that, that Jennifer LeClaire has sent out uh, that um, Jezebel's daughter apparently is a demon and uh, is on the loose, ravaging the church. 
yeah, uh, along the way, we'll learn a thing or two about spiritual warfare. But uh, yeah, I, I think you get the idea of what's going to go down with this episode of Fighting for the Faith. So uh, let's get to it, because uh, this one's just going to be a barn burner. And so since we're going to do a prophetic Holy Orders Network Information Exchange Syndicate update, let's uh, do this. Down at an English fair, one evening I was there. When I heard a showman shouting underneath the flare. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. There they are, standing in a row. Big one, small one, some as big as your head. Give them a twist, a flick of the wrist, that's what the showman said. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Every ball you throw will make me rich. There stands me wife, the idol of me life, singing roly bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Singing roly bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Singing roly bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Roly bowl a ball, roly bowl a ball, singing roly bowl a ball, a penny a pitch. Yeah, that's right. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. So we're heading over to the social media for Jennifer LeClaire, the former editor-in-chief of Charisma Magazine, and uh, she's now the senior leader of the Awakening House of Prayer and the Ignite Prayer Network. And in this video, which was a, you know, a Facebook Live thing that she did, uh, she is going to be explaining to us how she is a spiritual warfare expert, expert. And uh, what we're going to do is deconstruct what she say because apparently Jezebel's daughter has been after her for a while. Yeah, you thought the spirit of Jezebel was bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> did you know you had Je Jezebel's daughter to deal with? And I mean, it's bad enough that we have to deal with sneaky squids now. Um, <laughs> no generation of Christians since Christ's death, bodily resurrection from the grave on the third day and ascension into heaven have... Christians ever had to deal with sneaky squids until Jennifer LeClaire came along, and now we've got to deal with those. But now we also have Jezebel's daughter. Yeah, this should prove to be interesting. We'll throw some biblical texts into the mix here so that we can properly understand what the Bible does teach regarding spiritual for warfare. It's not all as complicated as you would think. And uh, so let's head over to Jennifer LeClaire's Facebook as she explains to us the warning about Jezebel's daughter rising. Here, 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 we, here we go. Hello out there in social media land. Jennifer LeClaire with you, senior leader of the Awakening House of Prayer. We are contending for revival in South Florida. Listen, if you're in the re Yeah, Scripture tells us to contend for the faith. Once delivered for the saints, you're, you're contending for revival, whatever that means, but okay, we continue. Come on by and experience a touch of God for yourself. Of course, I'm the senior leader of the, uh, of the Ignite Prophetic Network, the actual, the, uh, the founder of the Ignite Prophetic Network, and today... You know, I gotta wonder, is the Ignite Prophetic Network Jennifer LeClaire's competitor, outright competitor, to uh, the Charisma Network? I just, I just wonder, because... I've seen some of her latest podcasts and things that 
her network has been putting out. And it seems like they're trying to steal all the market share for, away from Charisma magazine. I'm coming to you as a spiritual warfare teacher because I'm telling She's coming to us as a spiritual warfare teacher, folks. This is important. We'll check her credentials as a spiritual warfare teacher as we work through this dumpster fire. There has been a nefarious, nefarious uh, attempt uh, by a specific demon to absolutely take me out. And this same spirit... Uh-oh. Uh, a demon's been trying to take Jennifer LeClaire out, folks. Now, I admit, Scripture clearly teaches that there are demons. This is most certainly true. That being said, um, everything about what she's saying doesn't even fit biblical demonology at all and is a complete addition to what the Bible reveals about the demonic and things like that is rising also against you. What is that spirit? Well, it is Jezebel's daughter, Adelia. Adelia. <clears throat> now, we'll do a little bit of biblical work right off the bat here because you know, she's going to claim, and you'll hear that God has given her a key, a secret key to destroying and overcoming this particular demon. And what we'll do is we'll take a look at the instances where this woman is mentioned. You can find her, by the way, in uh, 2 Kings chapter 11. And we'll do a little uh, a little Hebrew work here uh, because there's two ways given by uh, Brown Driver Briggs on how you can pronounce this woman's name. And so we'll just kind of do a little search here. We'll go research and let's take a look at our Hebrew tools, shall we? Now, uh, the, the NIV Hebrew Dictionary is helpful. Uh, Athalia, uh, that's how you pronounce it, Athalia. Um, this is just kind of roughly translated. Uh, Yahweh is exalted, or because of the way the Hebrew works, it could also mean the oldest of Yahweh. Uh, that's one possible way of looking at it. Uh, Kohlenberger and Mounts, they also note that it could be understood as Athalia, uh, Yahweh is exalted, telling us the meaning of her name. Uh, but the uh, Brown Driver Briggs, uh, the uh, le- uh, Hebrew lexicon, uh, let me open that up and let's try to make this a little bit more readable as far as size is concerned. So kind of two ways you can pronounce her name, and uh, they are Athalia or Athaliao. And yeah, it, so the Yahoo part of it, you know, is uh, referencing Yahweh. Um, you know, for instance, uh, the uh, the Hebrew name Elijah. Yeah, I know it gets pulled into English as Elijah. Uh, you, you can pronounce that as uh, Yeshayahu, um, or you can kind of pronounce it out Yeshayahu. It, it, it kind of depends on how you want to speak. Like you got marbles in your mouth, or you want to inflect it a little clearer. But uh, so Athalia, Athalia is uh, it, it, or Athaliau. Those are your ways of pronouncing it in Hebrew. thought I'd just throw that in there at the beginning since uh, Jennifer LeClaire is going to be stumbling all over this particular name of this demon that she's warning us about. You know, a little bit of work. You know, you know Lagos isn't all that expensive, um, Jennifer. You might want to consider getting yourself a good copy of that in the Hebrew <clears throat> tools that go along with it. You can do a power search on particular words and you can actually click a button and it'll pronounce the word for you in both Greek and Hebrew. Just want to let you know that. But let's go back to her as she continues to explain to us 
about um, Athalia. And um, we'll see what she does with this. Athalia, I don't really care how you pronounce this demon. It is raging against the church. And I want to tap in. <laughs> we are at condition red, folks. Condition red. It's, it's full-on attack by Athalia. Uh, the daughter of Jezebel, uh, raging against the church, folks, and the only person who has detected this particular attack is Jennifer LeClaire. ...into this uh, just for a few minutes today. I want to share with you some things uh, that I have learned, and I want to invite you to uh, journey with me a little bit as well on some uh, other realms. Uh, we're going to press into this now. And uh, it's the spirit of, uh, of Adalia, Athalia, whatever you want to call it. The Lord tomato, tomato. Athalia. Athalia. Or you could say Athalia. has given me keys, but let me just tap into this for a moment. Let me, let me start off with a bang. I bind and break all. She's going to start off with a bang. Now, what she's doing here is really demonstrating her, her uh, spiritual warfare chops oh man she's binding she's breaking she's decreeing she's declaring it's jennifer declare um but this is just utter nonsense and that whole part where the rabahusha bahaba kabahan whatever she just said type that into google translate uh, and you'll note that nothing comes up that that's not a language that's gibberish let me Back this up just a little bit. And let's see what she's decreeing and declaring about at the beginning of this uh, Facebook Live session of hers. Uh, of Adalia, Athalia, whatever you want to call it. The Lord has given me keys, but let me just tap into this for a moment. Let me let me start off with a bang. I bind and break all interference to this broadcast. I say no weapon formed against this. I forgot to do this before I started recording this video. I forgot to bind and break all the demonic and de I forgot to decree and declare and all that kind of stuff. And somehow my equipment always seems to work. I've never done this before I've recorded anything. <laughs> Not for any podcast or any YouTube video or anything. Oh, oh man. I, I'm surprised the demons haven't taken my technology out sooner, you know. They haven't taken it out yet. This is bizarre broadcast or your life shall prosper no weapon of jezebel no spirit of adelia no, no sneaky squids none of jezebel's children shall in any way make inroads into your life i all of jezebel's children are dead they've been dead for millennia create <sighs> in the name of jesus all right we've got our technology working now I have an idea, Jennifer. Why don't you take some, you know, holy oil, you know, some olive oil, and anoint your technology with it? I mean, smear it on there really thick. Because, you know, anoint means smear. You know, I, that'll make it so that technology will work flawlessly for hundreds of years to come, you know. Or maybe baptize it you know, with uh, water from, from the Engedi Springs, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 oh man, that'll keep all the demons away and things from your computers and your cameras and stuff. Yeah, it, it's, it, it definitely works. Yes. Just send me a seed offering when you're, when you're finished. I want you to make sure that whatever platform you are watching this on, share it now, 
Sharing is caring. There are people out there who are struggling in warfare, battles against spirits that they have not yet identified. And sometimes the Lord will whisper a name or give you a hint, discerning of spirits. I am fighting spirits I haven't yet identified. Do I need to set up a border checkpoint? You know, you talk to the demon and go, give me your credentials. Who are you? You know, this is. Where in scripture am I supposed to identify these spirits? This is nuts. It comes in many forms, but here's the thing. Unless you educate yourself about how any particular demon works to kill, steal, and destroy, because they all work to kill, steal, and destroy, according to John 10.10. 10. Now, uh, John 10.10, 10, that, she just took that out of context. We'll take a look at that in a second. That's not referring to the devil. That's referring to false teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll show you that in a second. But uh, <clears throat> let's, in fact, let me back this up just a smidge. Hang on, hang on a second here. There we go. And uh, let's do this again. Unless you educate yourself about how any particular demon works to kill, steal, and destroy, because they all work to kill, steal, and destroy, according to John 10.10, 10, it's just a matter of how they do it, the methods of their warfare no matter what it is you're dealing with you need to learn about it why why is it just enough to just bind the devil why do you have to understand how jezebel works or how python works or how leviathan works well because it helps you to more readily to more immediately discern by virtue of spiritual warfare experience and of the 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 command in scripture that says do not be ignorant of the devil's devices so So I, I need, you know, oh my goodness. So, you know, I, I, I this kind of reminds me of like a video game or um, I never played Pokemon, but, uh, you know, back in the day, Dungeons and Dragons or something like that, where, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you have, you know, different monsters, you know, they have, you know, so many hit points and certain strengths and spells and we, it, uh, yeah, it, it's all kind of the same thing. Do they level up? You know, I'm curious, do these demons level up? And where in scripture can you t show me an example of one of the apostles having to learn about how uh, you know, a particular demon, demonic entity operates in order to be effective in spiritual warfare against? There's so much going on here that uh, we're, it's, i, I got to do a little bit of unpacking. So let me uh, put my Hebrew uh, away here and let's do this i'm going to duplicate this tab because i want to come back to ephesians 6 so john 10 10 all right so the gospel of john chapter 10 and the, again three rules for sound biblical exegesis are context context and context so we're going to take a look at john 10 10 she claims that she's being obedient to the command to you know understand the devil's schemes we'll take a look at that that's in second corinthians chapter two and uh, see if we can kind of piece together what she's done here with the word of god and uh, and then we'll point out some obvious stuff so jesus here in john 10 10 the, the context of john 10 goes back into chapter nine in chapter nine we have the account of jesus giving sight to the man who was born blind, and the presenting question was, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Which Jesus was be basically being questioned with the assumption that the 
doctrines of the Pharisees were true. That was what was going on there. And so Jesus says neither of those two choices are the case and says basically he was born blind in order that the, the power of God may be demonstrated in his life. That's Roseboro's paraphrase. And so the guy goes and washes in the pool of Siloam. Uh, Jesus makes mud first, by the way, puts it in his eyes. He goes and washes as Jesus has told him. He hasn't yet seen Jesus. And uh, and then the guy's like put on trial because, you know, he was healed on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees you know, end up not only talking to this guy once, they interrogate him. And that didn't go the way they wanted it. They interrogated his parents. His parents totally chickened out and like, you know, left their son flapping in the wind. It's like, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad, for standing up for me. And uh, and then they bring this guy back, and and so uh, you know he he stands his ground. Christ has given him faith, and this guy stands his ground in the midst of persecution on the, at the hands of the Pharisees. And so I'll start at nine twenty four. The second time they, they, the Pharisees called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, "You give glory to God. We know that this man's a sinner." Talking about Jesus, right? Yeah. So he answered. Well, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind. Now I see. Yeah, that's right. That's This guy is awesome. I mean, this guy has totally been given faith, and he's being persecuted for, of all things, being healed by Jesus, right? So they said to him, now, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he said, well, he answered them, well, I've told you already, and you won't listen. Why do you want to hear it? Do you want to become his disciples? <laughs> wow. So they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we don't even know where he comes from. So he answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You don't know where he comes from. Yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God... He could do nothing. And, and you could just mic drop, boom. Yeah. Oh, man, this is awesome. So at this point, Pharisees come unglued. And so they answered him, you were born in utter sin. Yeah, so that's their charge against this guy. And Jesus already said that was not the issue. Now, granted, he was born, in, you know, like all of us, dead in trespasses and sins under the condemnation that we've all experienced as a result of Adam's fall into sin. But that's not the reason why he was born blind. So uh, you, you, and you would teach us, they said, so they cast him out. So the, and this is such, such a beautiful story because Jesus here now finds him after he's been excommunicated by the Pharisees. So Jesus heard they cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Now, remember, this guy has not seen Jesus with his, with his eyes yet. And funny enough, neither have you and neither have I. So you'll note that although he had not seen Jesus, he loved Jesus. Although he had not seen him, he had faith, and he was willing to suffer persecution for the name of Christ and defended him and the truth in the face of just the, these awful Pharisees. So Jesus finds him. Do you believe in the Son of Man, he says to him. He says, Sir, who is he so that I might believe in him? And in one of the most touching moments in all of Scripture, Jesus said to him, You've seen him. He's the one who's speaking to you. And so he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped Jesus. Beautiful, beautiful response. So Jesus said, for judgment I came into this world so that those who do not see may see. 
and those who see may become blind. Now, some of the Pharisees near him heard these things, and they said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, Well, if you were blind, you would have no guilt. (laughs) But now you say we see, so your guilt remains. And then note, there is no change of location or anything than at the beginning of John chapter 10. So John chapter 10 is the continuation of what Jesus began to say at the end of chapter 9. And who is he addressing? The Pharisees. So Jesus said, Amen, Amen. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow. So the stranger he's talking about here are the Pharisees. Uh, But they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So this figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. So Jesus again said to them, the Pharisees, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. Talking about the Pharisees. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Who's the thief then in this context? The false teachers, the Pharisees, the heretics. That's what Pharisees are. They're heretics. They do not represent Orthodox Judaism at all. They are rank heretics. And so you'll note, it's not the devil that's the thief. It's the false teachers. So I always find it fascinating when somebody like Jennifer LeClaire quotes you know, John 10.10 and says it's about the devil because really it's John 10.10 is a warning about people like her. So let me come back then to this video. We'll, I'm going to back it up ju- just a smidge. And I want to re-listen to what it is that she was saying and then point out that second reference and how she's misusing it. So we'll back it up. We'll, we'll go 20 seconds back and keep going. Why do you have to understand how Jezebel works or how Python works or how Leviathan works? Well, because it helps you to more readily, to more immediately discern by virtue of spiritual warfare experience and of the, the, the command in Scripture that says, do not be ignorant of the devil's devices. So-, so note, she said that there's a command in Scripture, do not be ignorant of the devil's devices. So because the scriptures command us to not be ignorant of the devil's devices, therefore it means we've got to go and get all of this extra-biblical intelligence, intel, on uh, on the demonic. And so she's doing some demonic recon work here and, you know, and putting it into a book. Well, the passage that she is referencing but not quoting is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, yeah, chapter 2. 2 Corinthians 2, particularly verse 11. And I want to see something really quick here in the Greek, for we are not, we are not, uh-huh, okay, uh, plural present. Yep, 
present, present active. There it is. Guamen. Uh, all right. All right. So I've got my Greek worked out here, and uh, the ESV correctly renders the Greek here. Now let's take a look at the text in question. She's quoting 2 Corinthians 2.11. We are not ignorant of his, Satan's, designs. But she said it was a command. So let's put it back in context. Three rules. Context, context, context. And here's what it says. Now, if anyone has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but in some measure, not to put it too severely to all of you. For such a one, this punishment by the majority is enough. And scholars believe that he's referring to the fellow who was put out of the church because he was sleeping with his father's wife. Okay? And there's a hint here that he has repented. So that's what that's referring to. And that fellow is mentioned in passing uh, in 1 Corinthians, uh, the the, the epistle of 1 Corinthians. And, And so we're in 2 Corinthians. So you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him, or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. So I beg you to reaffirm your love for him, for this is why I wrote you, that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. Indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ, so that we would not be outwitted, for we are not ignorant of his, it's the Satan's, designs. Now, note here, we are not ignorant of Satan's designs. That's basically in the present tense, which is not a command. Paul is not saying, I command you to not be ignorant of the devil's designs. He says, we are presently not ignorant of his designs. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 Verse 11 is not a command for you to gather intel on the devil. So she's really botching God's word. And what do you expect from somebody like Jennifer LeClaire? All right, we're going to pause right there, pay some bills. When we come back, we'll continue uh, with Jennifer LeClaire and uh, Jezebel's daughter, Thalia, not Adelia. Gets that. If you'd like to email me regarding anything you've heard on this edition or any previous editions of Fighting for the Faith, you can do so. My email address is talkbackatfightingforthefaith.com. Subscribe on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash pirate Christian. Follow me on Twitter. My name there, at pirate Christian. We'll be right back. No sneaky squid spirit formed against us will prosper. You're listening to Fighting for the Faith. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. I've had enough of this sissy, pansy, cunning, photo-written music you have the audacity to call worship. Men, put this entire girly praise band in the boo box. Let's wheel in the organ and get some real worship music underway. Ye be listening to Pirate Christian Radio. Mm. 
Max Holiday's Birdcage Theatre presents Church Day Select. MacGuffins. Uh, what can I do for you today? Hi, uh, I was wondering what supplies you had in stock that would help me fight the paranormal. Well, uh, see, we got here. We, um, we got rock salt shotgun rounds, uh, PKE meters, EMF readers, hexes, spells, salt hula hoops, demons summoning coloring books, crucifixes, and holy water, amongst other things. Do you carry the Grimoire of Modern Prayer? Not since it was outlawed by the Geneva Convention. Sorry. Bummer. I I noticed it looks kind of empty in here. Well, business has been booming as of late. Uh, are you going after that sneaky squid, What whatchamacallit? Yeah, as a matter of fact. I, what, what would you recommend for tackling this beast? Well, none of the items here are going to work against that monstrosity. If I were you, I'd buy Los Lobos Ministries' latest invention. What's that? Well, it's right here in the summer catalog. It is a um, laser-guided, sneaky squid spirit homing nuclear missile. Great, I'll take one. Uh, sorry, uh, we're, <clears throat> we're we're fresh out. Fresh out? Then why'd you even mention it? Well, if you want to order one right now, I could have it here for you in about uh, eleven weeks. No, I. Uh... I need something today. Well, there is one thing I can sell you. What the heck is this? Glory sprinkles. Glory sprinkles? It's what I said. Is there an echo in here or something? No, I heard you. It just sounds more like a breakfast cereal than a paranormal weapon. They look like Lucky Charms. They're more like Fruit Loops, actually. This is really the best you got? Afraid so. How am I even supposed to use these? Well, uh, there's instructions on the bag. Use two or three handfuls to throw directly onto the sneaky squid spirit. Do not inhale or ingest. If ingestion occurs, please see your local physician for treatment immediately. Must be 18 or older to purchase. All right. Glory sprinkles it is, then. Happy squid hunting. Will Dylan kill the sneaky squid spirit? Will Chuck Pierce be held accountable for his crimes? Learn all of this and more on the next thrilling episode of The Sneaky Squid Spirit Trilogy!
Oi, Captain, we got ourselves a heretic. (laughs) (laughs) And exactly how do ye know that she be a heretic? She be endorsing the health and wealth heresy. Does he be speaking the truth? Jesus died to make us rich. (laughs) And what exactly do we do with heretics? Oh, we throw them in the boo box. No, no, no. We preach the gospel to them. What if, um, the heretic doesn't repent? Then we throw them in the boo box. is to heretic, to R is to pirate. Get yourself over to www.piratechristianradio.com forward slash Refermanda and purchase yourself a copy of the game Refermanda and join the fight for the faith today. Hey everyone, it's Rex here to tell you about a product that I use on a daily basis. It's Coffee by Gillespie. It's delicious. It's got the caffeine you need to be a functioning member of society and it's it's coffee. There's all sorts of different blends to choose from that are themed alongside the church calendar. So not only does it taste insanely good, but it's also liturgical. Somehow. All you have to do is order it online at gillespie.coffee, and it'll arrive at your door in a convenient, resealable bag filled with either whole bean or pre-ground coffee. I personally like mine as whole bean because it goes so well with milk. Now that's what I call a balanced breakfast. So head on over to gillespie.coffee and get some. That's G-I-L-L-E-S-P-I-E dot coffee. Rex out! Alright, we're back. Warning, listening to Fighting for the Faith could cause you to think that Jennifer LeClaire is not an expert on spiritual warfare, but that she's mentally ill. Just a reminder, Fighting for the Faith is listener-supported radio. That means we depend upon you and your generous gifts and financial contributions in order to continue to bring Fighting for the Faith to and to the world. And you can partner with us. It is a partnership Visit our website, fightingforthefaith.com. When you get there, you'll see our three friendly yellow buttons. One says donate, the other says join our crew, the other says become a patron. When you join our crew, you get to pick your rank in our crew, and rank is based upon your monthly commitment. Lowest rank is Powder Monkey at $9.95 a month. After that, Gunner's Mate at $24.95 a month from there. Master Gunner at uh, $49.95 a month, and then Quartermaster, $99.95 a month. Joining our crew is a fantastic, great way to support Fighting for the Faith. Of course, if you'd like to make a one-time contribution, you can click on the Donate button. If you'd like to become a patron via Patreon, you can do so by clicking on the 
Become a patron button. If you'd like to support us the traditional analog way, you can make your gift payable to Fighting for the Faith and then send it to Post Office Box 13344, Grand Forks, North Dakota, zip code 58208. And let me thank you for your support. We truly cannot do what we are doing here without it. Here is the balance of this episode on Jennifer LeClaire warning the church about uh, the daughter of Jezebel, Athalia, who apparently is on the loose. Here we go. Listen, Python's devices are different than Jezebel's devices. The, the witchcraft that emanates from a Jezebel spirit is different than the witchcraft that emanates from a Python spirit. Now, I, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> by the way, Python spirit mentioned once in scripture. Let's take a look at that. And you can find this in Acts chapter 16. Uh, Paul and Silas are in the city of Philippi. And let's take a look if the Apostle Paul gathered intel on the Python spirit, the spirit of Puthona, uh, that was in the slave girl before he was casting it out. We'll see if he, if he needed to do that. So here's what it says, uh, Acts 16, 16. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination. Now, the, the, in the ESV, the, uh, the English word that is translated into divination, you know, it's, uh, it's Puthona is the Greek word behind this, and it's translated as divination. But you can see it right here. And if you can read that out in Greek, that just literally says uh, that she had a pneuma puthona. And uh, puthona, um, this is uh, from the Greek word puthon, um, and which is weird. Right? You get python from that. Now, you're sitting there, what is a spirit of python? Answer. This is a technical term, historically, that would connect this slave girl to the cult at the Oracle at Delphi. So just a little bit of a note there. So here we got a slave girl. She's got a spirit of Python that connects her to the Oracle of Delphi. And she's now engaging in fortune telling for her, uh, for her masters. So they brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us crying out, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, apparently uh, this might have been his um, power-up move um, and special, you know, thing, you know, button combination. I, I don't know. I this this may have you have you have you engaged in spiritual annoyance yet? It's it's a powerful move apparently against the Python spirit. Notice the sarcasm. So Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, "I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her." And it came out of here that very hour. Yep. Uh, Apostle Paul never learned what special witchcraft the um, spirit of Puthona uh, engaged in and was pretty much able to get rid of this thing just by saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of her. Yeah, that was... um, underwhelming as far as battles go you'd expect something a little bit more epic you know especially if it's a boss level demon like pothona so uh yeah you'll note there uh yeah paul had no intel on this uh thing and yet got rid of it just like that you know so let's go back to jennifer leclaire or leviathan spirit or an adelia spirit this 
was Jezebel's daughter. Or Thaliao. Listen, somebody once told me many years ago, you cannot go after Jezebel and not expect backlash, revenge, vengeance, retaliation from Jezebel's daughter. And do you have a biblical text for this? Maybe it's in the same passage of scripture where we find the sneaky squid mentioned, right? Now, Jezebel and King Ahab in the Old Testament had a number of children, and they're all wicked people. This was a wicked dynasty, or as they say in London, dynasty. This was <clears throat> or as they say in London, dynasty. That was quite helpful here. <laughs> Hang on a second here. Hang on, this is my <clears throat> copy mug. Let's do this. Ah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, tea time in the in the UK. It's, it's quite the thing if you haven't had it. You know, of course, you know, uh, the the UK has had a dynasty for quite some time. Thank you for sharing that uh, that wonderful uh, information on how to pronounce dynasty uh, for those of in, who are living in the Commonwealth. I, again, I appreciate. Would you guys like some Earl Grey? Yeah, that, that's some great stuff right there. We continue was a very wicked family. And we see here that Jezebel dealt with the, the prophets. She murdered the prophets. This was a, a murderous, wicked, seducing spirit. But then God anointed. No, um, not a murderous, wicked, seducing spirit. Murderous, wicked, seducing human being. Yeah, you'll, you'll note Jezebel... Thalia, these were historical people, mm -hmm. right? They weren't spirits; they were people, right? And nowhere in Scripture does it say that they then became demons. You know, the, it's the fallen angels who became demons. You know, Athalia uh, or Athaliau, and um, and Jezebel. Yeah, they're currently being held in Hades until the Day of Judgment. Yeah, that's what's going on with those two. Uh, and so I, I think they're a little busy. They're a little tied up right now, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, being under that judgment of God, uh, waiting for the Day of Judgment, that's not a very pleasant thing. I, if you want to know what that's like, you know, look at the story that Jesus tells regarding the rich man and Lazarus and what the rich man experienced. That Where that rich man ended up, that's where Athalia and Jezebel are. Currently. Jehu. And Jehu came riding furiously on his chariot and commanded the eunuchs to throw Jezebel down. So what we see is that God himself, through an agent on the earth called Jehu, dealt with this woman. But the spirit that was on her, the spirit of Jezebel, remained. No, it doesn't say anything about the spirit of Jezebel being on Jezebel and then remaining after her body was fed to the dogs by Jehu. Nope, nope, no, nope, nothing like that's ever said in Scripture. You just added that to the biblical text. We see now, sometime later in the Bible, somebody say in the Bible, uh, Adalia escaped. Athalia. Jehu's wrath. Jehu went around killing all of Ahab's descendants, killing everybody he could find that was in the bloodline, but he missed a few. And Adalia was one of them. Them. You got to look out for this demon. I'll tell you what, I have been. She's not mentioned as a demon in Second Kings. She's mentioned as a human being because she's a hu human being. By the way, great story. 
If you've uh, have not read the account of Athalia or Athaliau, uh, and it's funny in the in the in this particular story in Second Kings chapter eleven, the, the Hebrew uses both spellings. Uh, you know, so here we've got Athalia, uh, and then later, let me find it down here. Yeah, Athalia. This one, uh, that's Athalia in that sense, but in the Hebrew here, there's another instance where it shows up, and uh, it's spe- it's spelled as Athaliau. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, so in uh, verse 2, the end of verse 2, Athaliau. So just, you know, just pointing it out, you know, it's, it's, they're interchangeable, uh, you know, in, it, pronunciations are kind of you know, depending on how it's being used in the sentence. But listen to the story. If you've... Uh, ever read and you're familiar with like fairy tales of like a, a wicked stepmother or a wicked queen arises in the land and and uh, and and she puts to death the king and she puts to death the king's heirs but somebody saves the the true heir to the throne and that person is absconded off into you know, into hiding, and then after they've 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 grown up a little bit, and they're ready to take the throne, you know, God or the you know the fates or whatever make it so that you know the rightful heir to the throne comes to power. That's this is this story, and this is not a fairy tale. This is the real thing. So Athalia, the the daughter of Jezebel and Ahab, it, it and uh, her son who was the king is dead. And it says, now when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and she destroyed all the royal family. This is a wicked, murderous woman, not demon, woman. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, stole him away from among the king's sons who were being put to death, and she put him and his nurse in a bedroom. Thus they hid him from Athalia, and in this particular sentence, Athaliau, so that he was not put to death. And he remained with her for six years, hidden in the house of Yahweh, while Athalia reigned over the land. And, and so you sit there, this sounds like the setup for like the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, or the silver chair, uh, you, know, uh, you know, and things like this. Exactly. Where do you think these, uh, these fairy tales get their, you know, get their material from? They're pulling on these themes from Scripture, but this is the real thing in history. So in the seventh year, Jehoiada sent and brought the captains of the Karaites and the guards and had them come to him in the house of Yahweh. He made a covenant with them and put them under oath in the house of Yahweh, and he showed them the king's son. This is the true heir of the throne. And, and Athaliah is wicked as all get out. So he commanded them, this is the thing that you shall do. One third of you, those who come off duty on the Shabbat and guard the king's house, another third being at the gate, Sur, and a third at the gate behind the guards shall guard the palace. And the two divisions of you which come on duty in force on the Shabbat and guard the house of Yahweh on behalf of the king shall surround the king, each with his weapons in his hand, and whoever approaches the ranks is to be put to death. Be with the king when he goes out and when he comes in. So the captains did according to all that Jehoiada, the priest, commanded, and they each brought his men who were to go off duty on the Shabbat with those who were to come on duty on the Shabbat, Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest. And the priest gave to the captains the spears, the shields, 
that had been King David's. Oh, this is awesome. So now King David's shields come out of mothballs in this account. They were, they were in the house of Yahweh. And the guards stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, from the south side of the house to the north side of the house, around the altar and the house on behalf of the king. And then he brought out the king's son and put the crown on him and gave him the testimony and proclaimed him king and anointed him. And they clapped their hands and they said, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise of the guard and of the people, she went into the house of Yahweh to the people. And when she looked, there was the king standing by the pillar, according to the custom, and the captains and the trumpeters beside the king and all the people of the land rejoicing and blowing trumpets. And Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, Treason! Treason! Then Jehoiada, the priest, commanded the captains who were set over the army, bring her out between the ranks, put to death with the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest said, let her not be put to death in the house of Yahweh. So they laid hands on her, and she went through the horse's entrance to the king's house, and there she was put to death. So that, yeah, this is a great story. I mean, this is like, you know, this is all, like major themes within the uh, the fairy tales. This is the real thing, for real, right there in in history. And no mention of her being um, possessed by the spirit of Athalia. None of that. So you'll note that uh, Jennifer Clare, what she's saying is wackerdoodle. But we continue. In a war with the spirit for at least a year. And it started, hear me now, it started. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I got to back that up. Did I hear that correctly? She's been fighting this demon for a year. Backing up 20 seconds. They who went around killing all of Ahab's descendants, killing everybody he could find that was in the bloodline, but he missed a few. And Adaliah was one of them. You got to look out for this demon. I'll tell you what, I have been in a war with this spirit for at least a year. Uh, Can I point something out here? She put herself forward as an expert. In spiritual warfare. Um, And she's been battling this thing for a year? I mean, when Jesus got rid of demons, he got rid of them with a word. And the Apostle Paul, you know, he went toe-to-toe with the spirit of Puthona and spoke one sentence. And whoosh, it was gone. Uh, You've been battling the spirit of Athalia for a year. And you would have us believe that you're an expert on these things. You sound like you're pretty awful at spiritual warfare to me. And then, of course, consider this, if you would. Spiritual warfare. People think it has to do about commanding, decreeing, declaring, and all that kind of stuff. Nope, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Let me explain. Remember when Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration. He's up there. He transfor- you know, Out comes his glory, and Peter says... Oh, Lord, it's good that we're here. There's Elijah. There's Moses. They show up at the, you know, and they're flanking Jesus and they're talking to him about his exodus. That's, that's what Luke says. And so Peter says, it's great that we're here. Should we build uh, three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah? And then he hears the voice of the father. So this is my beloved son. Listen to him. And then whoosh, everybody disappears. So when they come down from the Mount of Transfiguration, you know, there was a commotion, a commotion. And, uh, and it turns out there was a fellow who had brought his son who was possessed by a demon, 
And uh, the disciples that were at the base of the mountain of transfiguration were not able to cast it out. And so Jesus talks to the Father. This is the guy who says, I believe, help my unbelief. He says, if, Lord, if you can do anything, please help me. You know, and Jesus says, if, if, all things are possible for the one who believes. So Jesus casts it out, and the disciples come to Jesus later, and they say, Lord, why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus is all, this kind only comes out by prayer. Now, in one of the gospel accounts, an alternate reading that we have from some manuscripts, it comes out by prayer and fasting. So I want you to consider that for a second. This kind only comes out by prayer. Prayer, to me, sounds like a pretty powerful weapon if it's able to take out an ornery demon that doesn't listen when you command it to leave in the name of Jesus. So that being the case, take a look at what Ephesians 6 says regarding spiritual warfare. This is the famous passage, the armor of Christ. This is it right here. So finally, Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, not yours, his, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is most certainly true, by the way. I mean, this sounds like some pretty nasty stuff. You know, the present darkness, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Yeah, I don't know the names of any of them. And I don't need to. So therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand the evil day. Having done all to stand, having done all to stand firm. So we're supposed to stand. Stand? Yep, stand. Not advance. Stand. How does one stand? against such forces stand therefore stand 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 therefore having fastened on the belt of truth okay truth is important having put on the breastplate of righteousness indeed we're clothed with the righteousness of christ shoes of your feet having put on readiness given by the gospel of peace got it and in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith which by which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one that's going to come in handy while you're standing incoming ah, you put that shield of faith up because the flaming darts are coming in right and take the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit which is the word of god got it okay so there's our offensive weapon the word of god and then are you ready here's how we're standing now apparently we're standing on our knees because the next verse says praying at all times <laughs> what yeah praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication, that's requests. And to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Huh. So there it is. The, you stand, you got the sword of spirit, man, the helm of salvation, the shield of faith, belt of truth. Your, your feet are ready because of the gospel of peace, and you're going to stand while the devil's slinging his shots at you. And the thing you're supposed to be doing while you're there, which, by the way, that sounds like a harrowing assignment. You want me to stand here and take the incoming volleys of the devil? Yes. When do I retreat? Never. When do I advance? You don't need to do that. Christ has already won the battle. I just want you to stand here. 
Okay. So now what? You know, so in, hit in come all the volleys from the devil. The flaming darts of the evil one are coming in at you. You know what you're going to be doing? Help me, Lord! You're going to be praying. Right. And that's what, <laughs> that's how spiritual warfare is fought by standing and praying. And notice they're supplications. They're not decrees or declares or anything like that. So you stand against the devil and you pray and you pray. And when you're done praying, you pray some more, right? So it's to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication. You pray for each other. You pray for your brothers and sisters. You pray for yourself. You pray for your family. You pray for your church. Pray. Yeah, because, you know, that's, see, see, that's the, the big thing is standing and praying. You, you get the, and it's, it not, this doesn't sound sexy or anything. It sounds like quite an awful assignment. And it's difficult, as you wouldn't believe. But at the same time, this is what spiritual warfare is. So um, not what she's talking about. We continue. And it started, hear me now, it started when I began to expose it. Now, I'm not saying that I never, never, never uh, fought this battle without knowing what I was fighting. I so for years, she's been fighting Athalion. For a year, fighting. Mm -hmm. And it all started when she started to expose Athalion. Mm -hmm. how, how, how are your battles with the sneaky squid going? And, and a little bit of a note here. I mean... She she's afraid of sneaky squids. Warned us about those. She's afraid of Athalia, and she's warning us about her. And claims she's been battling her for a year. Now I I don't know, but this sounds like paranoia to me. I mean, by the way, just because uh, you're paranoid doesn't mean that they're not coming after you. But that being the case, in with this here. Yeah, maybe what she needs are some better psych meds. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, because none of this is taught in Scripture. We continue. I believe there are some times when we're coming up to new levels of spiritual warfare. You know, they say new level, new devil. I believe when we're stepping into new territories or we're stepping into new realms of the spirit or we're stepping in, two things happen. Listen to me. Two things happen when you go up to another level or before you go up to another level. So apparently this is the uh, biblical doctrine of leveling up. Video games, not biblical doctrine here. That seems to be the, the genesis of this thought. The, 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 the devil tries to kill you and God tries to kill you. God is trying to kill your flesh. The devil is trying to kill your ministry, kill your finances, kill your relationships. God's just trying... All kinds of killing all up in here. ...to kill your flesh so that you can survive at the next level so that there won't be anything for the enemy to hook into. So I was fighting the spirit for about a year. And the reason why the spirit started coming against me was because I found a key in scripture. <laughs> so there she was. She was reading the Bible. <gasps> I found the key to destroying Athalia. And all of a sudden it's like ringing the dinner bell. Ding, 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 ding. The, uh, the, the alarm goes off and Athalia's secret lair, you know, where her and her mother hang out together, I guess. I, I don't know. And, and I, I sense a disturbance in the force. Mama. Yes, daughter. <laughs> Somebody's discovered the key to getting rid of me. You had better go and gear up for battle and go wage war with that person who's discovered this key. Uh-huh. To defeat it. And so, you know, many times the enemy will challenge you on what you know. Have you ever sat under a teaching 
and you know maybe it's love or maybe it's giving and, and oh wow yes amen pastor you'll come on preach it and then you go home within two three days four days five days a week you get attacked in the area about which you were amening you get attacked in the area of revelation that you receive by supernatural impartation from the father who is in heaven this is what happened to me i got a revelation I got a revelation on how to defeat the spirit. No, really? A revelation on how to defeat Athalia? Really? Wow. And then this devil just kept coming up against me. No way. Oh, that's just terrible. Now, what happens in spiritual warfare is sometimes when we are under mass attack, we actually forget the revelation to overcome it. You ever been in such heavy, heavy warfare that you couldn't even fight? You ever had witchcraft coming against you at such a, uh, 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 like a, like a whirlwind or a tempest that you couldn't even pray, couldn't even. Never, never had a witchcraft whirlwind thrown at me. I, apparently that's still coming, but yeah, okay. Read the word, didn't want to worship, didn't want to give praise Thanksgiving. You just didn't want to. You're so oppressed. This is how the enemy works. This is why we have to stay on the offensive. And I want you all to go on the offensive against the spirit of Adelia. Then encourage them to pray. You know, like Ephesians 6 says, or like Jesus told us. Prayer is a big deal, yeah. Put away the decree and declaring stuff. I'm not saying to pick a fight with the spirit. That is not what I'm saying. Right, yeah. You're presupposing here that there's a real demon out there that's the daughter of Jezebel. I'm saying I want you to be alert. I want you to be sober. I want you to be vigilant. I want you to be watchful. I want you to be prayerful. I want you to be discerning. But many times we can't resist something that we can't see. We don't know uh, how. Yeah, Ephesians 6, you know, we wrestle against principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Haven't seen any of them. Not a one. And yet, daily, I do what Christ has commanded me through his word, through the Apostle Paul. Pray. Pray and stand. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know any of them. Don't know their names. Don't know what they look like. Never talk to any of them either, thankfully. To stand strong against something because we think it's just the circumstance of life. We think it's just the natural happenstance of our of our happy day. All of a sudden, it, it takes south because of a demon power. Now, everything's a demon, but this is Adelia is a demon. No, she's not. No scripture says that. You just made that up. Who is this? This was Jezebel's daughter. Yeah. Now I'm gonna fast forward just a little bit, just a few minutes. So you can see what the real nature of this thing is that she's doing. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's a little underwhelming. It's, it's quite disappointing when you think about what is she really up to here? Why did she go on Facebook for 15 minutes to warn us about Athalia? I, 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 well, I do know the answer to the question, but I'll, I'll let her explain. There, there is a reason behind all of this. Amen. And so you have to understand this spirit wants to kill you. And I have a lot of different ways that that I can share with you about how the spirit operates. So it wants to murder you. You're, you're, you're dead if you don't, you know, listen to Jennifer LeClaire. She has the secret key to overcoming this this demon of Athalia that wants to murder you. So how do you get a hold of this key? How, how do, what do we do? How can we defend ourselves 
against Jezebel's daughter. Uh, it's a very vengeful, vengeful spirit. Yeah, terrible. Uh, it takes revenge for the mother. Let me give you an example. You remember Herod and Herodias? And Herodias um, had, um, they were having a party, and, uh, and, and, and Herodias' daughter danced for Herod. And when she finished dancing, the Bible says it pleased him. It pleased him. Right, yeah, we're familiar with this. And he promised her anything up to half his kingdom. So Herodias' daughter came to Mama, who was a type of Jezebel, and said, Mama, what do you... Okay. You want? He said. She said. John the Baptist had on a platter. John the Baptist had the spirit of Elijah, and so here we see that that the Jezebel tried to go after Elijah and kill him, but 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 she couldn't. She didn't. God protected him. He ran away in fear. She did not find him, and so her curse fell to the ground. Elijah's words did not fall to the ground, but Jezebel's curse against Elijah fell to the ground. Listen, I want to prophesy this to you. Jezebel's curses against your life are falling to the ground. Let me. Oh, well, hey, at least we got this. I mean, you know, this is great. You know, so Jezebel's curses, man, they are just, they're not only missing the target, man, they're hitting the dirt. That's just great. Tell you something. I don't know who with the Jezebel spirit has cursed you, threatened you, tried to assassinate you, actually murdered you, hurt you. Actually murdered you. <laughs> if somebody was actually murdered by the Jezebel spirit, they wouldn't be watching this video on Facebook. Unless they got Wi-Fi in their casket, but even then, I'm, I don't think they would still. I know I'm pretty sure they won't be doing that. Wounded you, but I say right now in Jesus' name, Jezebel curses against your life are falling to the ground. I well, there we go. I don't know if that's part of the key she found in Scripture, but there, if, if Jennifer Leclaire said it, I mean, she worked for Charisma Magazine and, and stuff, you know. So I mean, she's declaring these curses to fall to the ground and things. Well, I guess that they have to do that. I break them and we revoke them in the name of Jesus. Amen. So you see, Jezebel released a curse against Elijah. The curse fell to the ground. Elijah wished he was dead, but he didn't die. Now we see John the Baptist carrying the spirit of Elijah. Jesus said, and if you'll believe it, he is the Elijah who is to come. Yeah. And so we see Herodias dancing for Herod. Herodias' daughter dancing for Herod. Herodias says, I want John the Baptist set on a platter. This was, Herodias' daughter was a type of Adelia. Herodias was a type of Jezebel. Adelia went to her mother, Jezebel, and said, What do you want, Mama? I want Elijah. I want his head. And so we see this, this spirit takes revenge. Adelia takes revenge. <laughs> so because Herodias' daughter... Asked Mama what she wanted, and, and she wanted Elijah's head, uh, uh, John the Baptist's head on a platter. That means the demon named Athalia, or Athaliau, is um, is vengeful. Right. Jezebel. And so you got to be very, very careful. And I've got a whole lot of different ways that Adelie operates. Yeah, I, I'll be careful, Jennifer. I will, I promise. So a lot of ways she operates. Yeah, why, could you share some of that? for us here on facebook i just don't have time to get into it with you i want to she's busy she she doesn't have time to share i mean here here our lives are in danger you know this vengeful murderous spirit is on the loose wreaking havoc in the church you said so you've been battling this thing for a year and you're gonna leave us defenseless jennifer
How are we going to be saved from the spirit of Athaliyahu? I invite you to go to schoolthespirit.tv because I can't go into all of this, but I'm going to be going deep. Oh, I see. So all of this was a commercial. Uh-huh. Right, a crummy commercial. And a, and a deep web, and I'm talking about Jezebel, Jezebel's children, and especially Adelia. We're going to uncover this thing, and I'm going to share with you the secret key I found in Scripture. It's only there by revelation. You probably read this passage. Secret key. Yeah, uh-huh. Passages a million times. But you got to pay her to, to find out what the secret key is. Just like I had, and I only just saw it in last July. I've been processing it. Here, here, our lives are in mortal danger. Our souls are in mortal danger. Our churches are, are being ravaged by Athalia, but she, she's, she's not going to tell us what to do. We're, we're, we're defenseless. Unless, of course, we're willing to pay the money to go to her school of the spirit.tv webinar on overcoming Athalia. Since then. So I've waited a, a, almost 12 months to share this with the body of Christ. Why? You've been sitting, you've been sitting on this intelligence for 12 months. You have allowed Athalia to ravage the churches for 12 months and you didn't get this intel out immediately so that we can be protected from this evil, demonic, vengeful spirit girl. Ah, this, this is just, this is wrong. I mean, who does this? I mean, if in the military, the, the, you know, the recon guys go out and they find out where the troops are, and what their special weakness is, and, and they decide to sit on that intel for a year. You, do you know how many troops of ours have died at the hands of this vengeful spirit because you've been sitting on this key for a year? Because I need to make things clear. I need no. You, you, you. The reason why you said it because you need to make money. Yeah, that's what this is all about. To process, I need to fight my own battles. I need to gain victory in things so that I can tell you how I walk the path and lead you into victory as well by Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, she ain't leading none of us into victory. Sure to feed if you join up with her. Amen. I want you to go to schoolofthespirit.tv. I don't want you to sign up for this webinar. It's on early bird right now. There is a cost. It's not much. Go get signed up. I'll tell you what. You can go out to dinner and a movie and spend more than you'll spend on this webinar. I would rather go to a dinner and a movie. And then the devil won't steal from you and make you miserable because you'll be able to punch it back in the name of Jesus. I, I already have Ephesians 6 telling me to stand and pray. Pretty much know what I need to do there, Jennifer. Yeah, I think you get the point. Yeah, that, that whole shtick. Aside from being utter mythology and nonsense and twisting of God's word, which all of that is, you, you learn at the end of it that she's actually been twisting God's word and teaching for shameful gain things she ought not to teach. And, of course, she's claiming secret revelatory knowledge that she says she's been sitting on for a year. So, while at the same time claiming at the beginning of the video that the spirit is ravaging the churches. So she's been sitting on the sideline. Rather than helping the church, it's just allowed... Thalia, free, but she's been fighting it for a year, you know, herself, you know, battling it and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> whole year, yeah, very effective key that would that would be, yeah, whole year. She she battled Thalia with that secret key. Yeah, uh, that just, <laughs> doesn't sound like it's worth anything. Anyway, I think you get the point.
this is utter nonsense. Jennifer LeClaire is Looney Tunes, and she is not a Bible teacher. She's not discipling anybody in the true biblical doctrines of, of Scripture and of Christianity and what the church has historically believed, taught, and confessed for the last two millennia. Far from it. She's a wolf. She's a false teacher. She's a false prophetess under a false apostle. And those who are under her sway are wasting their money and risking losing their souls in the fires of hell. And I can't put it any blunter than that. So what'd you think? Love to get your feedback. If you'd like to email me regarding anything you've heard on this edition or any previous editions of Fighting for the Faith, you can do so. My email address is talkbackatfightingforthefaith.com or you can subscribe on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Christian. Follow me on Twitter. My name there, at Christian. Till tomorrow, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ, his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen.